Hey, Celine. Hi, Jeremiah. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of As Woo Woo As You Want. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So this is episode nine. Oh my gosh. And what's exciting about this episode is this is the first time we're rec- we, we are recording and the podcast is out. Yes. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. Right? And you have feelings about it. <laughs> <laughs> so before. I do have feelings about it. Before we get into it. Every time Celine comes to the studio, we we start talking, oh and um, it's it would just be so weird if I just pressed record. <laughs> but when we start talking, it's just like it already like the goodness starts coming. Right. It just flows. Right. So I, I always have to stop us. Yeah, like stop talking. Let's put it on. Well, because we want to get a feel for what we're going to talk about. Yeah. And then sometimes we just end up... Just like dipping the toe in the topic, and then we have to pull back. Right. We did a good job, though, today. We did. We did. Yeah. Um, just... Yeah, so the podcast is out. The podcast is out. Yes. It's exciting. It's super exciting. And my feelings towards it are, it's, it's not what I expected to happen. Because I love it. I'm so proud of it. It's like a little baby like elephant that I'm just like grow into a wise person, you know, but there's part of me that with my work and the persona I have at work and that kind of guarded, you know, I'm more of a, I'm here to help you and listen and then offer tools. That's comfortable for me. And then having the podcast come out and talk about my life and different experiences and like woo woo ideas. Like it's been really vulnerable for me. Yeah. In a way that I didn't expect. And I'm like happy and I'm like, you know, like random, a coworker, um, you know, just like random people will reach out and be like, heard the podcast, love it. And I'm like, oh my God, you did. You know, it's yeah. like a different, I didn't expect to feel separated by it. Does that make sense? Separated by it. Like I'm what just, do you mean separated? I'm just very much someone who I have different kind of vibes in different scenarios. Yeah. Right? I, like that's supernatural. Right. So Irving Goffman talks about that. Does he? Sociology. Yes. Okay. So it's like a Talking normal about life thing. is a play and we have like different persona. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of highlighted the way that I see myself as an acupuncturist and with my business and my work and then seeing myself in this situation and just like kind of shooting the shit and talking about like being broke sometimes and yeah. but using like energy and kind of like vibrational attraction to set a different tone for my life. So it's just been like an interesting kind of couple weeks for me. I it's know. Cool. It's cool. I think that's exciting. Yeah. It's new energy. It's new energy. And I think it's energy that like will help me just feel more confident in who I am. Yeah. And practice like truly who I am and how I am as a person in my work more. And so I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny you say that because I don't know if people remember the first episode. Remember there was that point 
towards the end where I was like, I'm going to say something. And then I didn't say it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I like something, something held, held me back. Okay. Are you going to say it now? Well, yeah, but it's okay. not a big deal. It's okay. basically what you said, which is I, fe- I already feel and feel more and more that this podcast is a huge step in, in my own authenticity. Oh, okay. Okay. And yeah. a lot of feedback I've gotten from people is like my good friend Allison. She texted me and she's like, this is a hundred percent you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it feels more me than a lot of the other things that I've done in the world. Oh, okay, interesting. So I'm like kind of opposite. Well, not that I don't feel like this is me, but the way that I've presented to the world, I've always felt like hmm, I don't know how to properly describe that. It's like a new. This is like a new shift in for me. Right. It's being more open and talking and edu like I think I'm like when you first asked me to I do see. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opposite. You know, right, right, right. You know what I'm I mean? Like it, yeah. I, I thought you're like, hey, let's do this podcast. I was like, sure. Perfect. You know, and I didn't think of what it meant. <laughs> now you're like why? Well, no, now I'm like, this is great. This is like a tool. This is like an education for, you know, our friends, family, random listeners, you know? Yeah. And so it's like taken on more of a it's just more – it just shifted the way I look at it a little. A look at what? At you? Me, how I practice, what I actually believe in, and then mm. how I talk about it with people. Yeah. And how I don't really. And I'm like, well, I probably should. But we are now. <laughs> right. You know? Talk about how you feel about this. No, just or generally. Just talk about the podcast with people. Yeah. Or like yeah. what the podcast's about and like energy and vibration and – money attraction and choosing your life and, you know, like saying all these things and then putting it into context of how people will re- receive it. Yes. Well, that's one of the reasons I wanted it. Oh, sorry. No, what were you gonna say? no, I was just like psyched that I verbalized that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is because particularly the last couple of years, um, but for a while now, as I started as I've been living kind of more, like I said, I've always been very like obsessed with existence. And I think, I think, well, I, I consider myself spiritual. I've always considered myself spiritual. I feel like, and more, and as I've become more practicing, like just more like actually experiencing and doing these things and living these ways, it's been harder for me to, converse with some people because it's woo woo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like I the podcast, so like when, when we first met back in, um, the fall of 2018, um, like had that first conversation. Yes. Um, I was like, so it felt so good to talk to you because I was like, you understand my approach is fucking Weird, you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's not normal to leave a full time job that pays well, um, and just I, I mean, people do it, people do it all the time, but like for me, it was yeah. really deeply tied with like my spiritual path, and yeah, you took a huge leap, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and the last thing I'll say on this is I think that. 
so much of my work and my sessions and treatments are these one-on-ones like dealing with people and like kind of making them more aware of their like energy and how their thoughts kind of manifest in their bodies and you know practicing mindfulness and it it just was that was like work and then now Mm. this is more it's like I'm being more inclusive and for me you know it's just it's just been a little bit of a journey I like it I'm like it's cool like this is it's safe this is who you are but it's been that's how I've been feeling since the podcast. I mean, and I actually love listening to it, too. Same. Right? Or is that because we're narcissists? Maybe. Well, I, I don't think so. Okay, thanks. I, I think there's really something important there. And, like, I remember when we, you know, when we recorded the first two episodes and we were listening back to them and we were both like, we don't hate this. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Or the sound of our voice, even, like, how ridiculous that first episode was. Like, all, all that stuff, like... I've been I've listened to everyone. I've listened to everyone multiple times because even for me, listening when you listen to yourself, it's kind of like the free writing thing we were talking yeah, about. It is where it's like you hear yourself say things and then it ref- reflects back at you. Yeah, and you're like, I really should be doing more of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's right. True. Or you say certain things where you're like, Oh wow, that was like insightful. Yeah, like good for you. Nice work. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, but it has been interesting having it released, and like, I mean, you know, a hundred people have been listening to each episode, which is kind of crazy, by um, the way. That's a lot, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, like, after our meditation club, uh, I was on the train with uh Braxton, we yeah. like bumped into each other, and he was going to this movie with a friend. And he like introduced me, and he, and he was like, "Oh, J- Jeremiah's the one with the podcast." And she goes, "Oh, I listen to the podcast." <laughs> and I goes, "What? What did I say about the? You know, like <laughs> what did I say the podcast? You know, it was so yes. weird. Like, not, I never knew this person, and but she knows something about me or some you know kind of present presentation of yes. who I am. Yeah, it's interesting. It's a uh, mm-hmm, it's interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so." But really exciting, really yes. exciting, yeah. and uh, I had like a few notes uh, before we like get go. I mean, we're in it, we're going. Yeah, um, I just like that he held up his finger. I have a few notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll videotape or live stream at some point. Yes, I think we will. Um, but uh, um, if people, oh, so oh. one one reaction that we've gotten from people is they want to ask us questions. They want to dive deeper into the things that we're talking about. So we are completely open to having you either comment or DM us in on our Instagram um, as we as you want. Yes, um, for sure. You can do it on the relevant episode. Uh, that would be awesome. So you know on episode three we talk about money if you want to comment and be like i'm dealing with blah 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 we can you know give you yeah kind of more in-depth information if you're curious or if there's something that we mention that we don't post um on instagram like a person or an idea you could definitely do that and we can um you know send you in the right direction on that info because yeah. we do mention a lot of different things and Maybe we forget some. I mean, I do the Instagram, so maybe I just forget some highlights. Yeah, I mean, the descriptions have most of the references. Yeah, there's some that are 
funny. Like, you know, I put like Vibrell on the Garden State Plaza for <laughs> episode three. Um, just because it's fun. Yeah, um, it's a fun time. But yeah, it'd be cool to to continue the conversation. Yeah, for sure. And then the other thing, I'm going to plug it. What are you doing? I, I started a Patreon account for oh, us. Oh, okay. I, for, d- describe that because... I didn't know what that was. So Patreon, Patreon, um, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, is just a website where you can... It's kind of like Kickstarter, but it's a little less project-specific and more just like if you want to support some someone okay. in their work. So if, you, if you're if you interested in... Supporting us. Supporting us. Financially, um, which is cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, go to patreon.com uh, slash as woo-woo as you want. Awesome. We would appreciate that. And there's, I think there's a comment section there too. So, I think so. Um, but yeah, please like write reviews. Yeah, let We're us curious know. to hear what people think. Um, and yeah, it's an exciting sitch. <laughs> yeah. It's and exciting. so today, today actually episode episode four came out. Yes. And episode four was all about the environment, and I wanted to. You know, I was listening, like we were just saying, I was listening back to these episodes and, you know, we were talking about like, okay, what can we do about the environment um, in order to help things? And I'm really excited and proud of my fellow New Yorkers, our fellow Mm -hmm, New Yorkers. mm -hmm. New York State passed a new budget and we are going to be implementing congestion pricing, which is the first in the United States. What does that mean? So it means um, that cars going uh, below 60th Street will have to pay uh, a fee to drive any further downtown. Like a toll? Essentially. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And what it'll do is it'll... Make people less go in their cars, right? Yeah, well, hopefully it will cut down on car traffic and pollution mm-hmm. and also increase uh, public transportation revenue. Which would On be top cool. of a lot of other things. I'm not an expert on this, but... Well... Um, uh, it's a super exciting... Yeah, um, cool. ...initiative, and it's the first in the country, and um, there's been a lot of write-ups about how this may propel other cities to do the same. So... Fuck yeah, New York. Bravo. Fuck yeah, New York. Golf clap. So cute. And the other thing, which is really exciting, is there's going to be a plastic bag ban. Ugh, duh. About time. So we can do this, people. It's okay. We are doing it. We're doing it. It's happening. I'm so proud of everyone who's involved and participating. This is our earth. This is our mother. Let's treat her with respect and love her and give back to her. She nurtures us nurtures us so much. I know. She's so sweet. Gaia. She's so sweet. She's and our powerful. mommy. I know. I love she's her. very powerful. She will let us know when she's upset. Yeah, I know. So Well, at least we're trying. We're trying, and I just wanted to put that out there because um I know we were talking about it, and um, I'm just really excited that there is change happening. So wait, when is the no plastic bag thing happening? I think next year. Really? Yeah. Cool, I have so many totes. Yeah. (laughs) Though I saw a depressing article about... No. Okay, (laughs) fine. Cotton totes aren't great for the environment either. Anyway, um, (sighs) yeah. Well, so what do you think to use? No, no, no. It, it basically use whatever you have. Okay. Use whatever okay. you have until it falls apart. That's the bottom line. Okay, done. Um, so, 
anyway, you were talking about the environment. I had to talk about that. I had to it's update. Great. So it's great. So today's episode. Yeah. <laughs> one of the many things we're going to talk about. Yeah. And this is going to come up again and again. Yeah. Because it's not just a one-time thing, obviously. Death. Death. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So how should we approach this conversation? Well, I, it it came up because uh, our, our good friend Jillian... Um, lent me a book called Journey of Souls. Okay, right, right, right. Uh, by Michael Newton. Right, which I have not read. Yeah. And um, it's a fascinating read. I would highly recommend people read it. Okay, Journey of Souls. Journey of Souls, okay. yeah. Um, Is it comparable to Many Lives, Many Masters? Yep. Who I forget wrote that. Brian Weiss. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So again, it's one of those things where I, I started reading this book and I was like, all these things, they just complement each other. Like if yeah. you read Many Lives, Many Masters, and then you read Journey of Souls, you're like, this is the same thing. Hmm. So it's like, it starts to get, it just they just reinforce each other. Yeah. You know, right. in really interesting ways. So what's like the basic watered down version of the book? Yeah. So basically, he he's a um, psychologist who does hypnotherapy, and um, so like the other book, literally like Brian Wise. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, he has a number of uh, patients who, you know, he takes back into uh, the subconscious state and the superconscious state, mm -hmm. um, and has them less talk about their past lives, which the Many Lives, Many Masters is a lot about past life. Yep. Um, with like um, some some brief interludes of him connecting with masters who are essentially like more ascend higher ascended souls mm -hmm. um, who kind of pop in um, through the individual, the the patient, um, and kind of deliver you know these like overarching like philosophical ideas and ways of living. Um, but this, this book, Michael Newton wrote, he's, he's much more interested in what happens to you when you die. What's the progression? Where do you go? Who do you talk to? Who do you see? Well, you know, all those things, uh, less about like specifically about past lives, okay. but he pops back and forth. Okay. Um, so he'll, he'll kind of guide the patient through, um, the experience of, of dying, what happens. And then from there, uh, you know, their respective experiences. So, you know, what I find interesting about all of that is I kind of feel like whatever belief system you hold as you're alive and living, right. Is what will happen for a certain period of time after you're, you're transitioning. And then I think you like kind of go to like a more kind of like ascended sort of vibration. So I feel like if you believe in hell or heaven or limbo or something, I feel like that actually like happens to people. Yeah. Right. Seth talks about that. But does, cause I feel like it's so hard to imagine that there's just one way that happens when you die. Yeah. It's different for everyone. Depending on your belief system. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
for mm-hmm. sure. So are the majority of the, the experiences that the patient has in this book, are they nice times? Yeah, they're all nice times. I mean, so basically he, he, he kind of, he kind of writes up a, uh, it's a hierarchy of souls, which is unfortunate because I, I don't think they're, I, I think that that is a, it's a limitation and it's a, a linearity, which I don't think is, um, I understand it's kind of helpful on, on one, on one level, but on another level, I, I find it limiting, um, like if you're more, if you're vibrationally, like you're better than other people. Uh, kind of. Kind he, of. he has like a six level system where he says yeah. like beginner souls to more advanced souls. And I think there's, there's some truth yeah, to it. Some but some truth. But I, um, I still think back to when Seth talks about, um, Jesus or when Brian Weiss talk, uh, he, he connects with a master who says, something along a similar line, which is like every soul is a diamond um, being kind of buffered on an infinite, infinite number of uh, sides. Um, And Seth talks about Jesus, how, you know, a lot of people think Jesus ascended, Mm -hmm. went up, but Jesus expanded. He was a fixed, he's a fixed point. Um, And that, that's, that's what really happens is you just expand in, in, an infinite number of directions. Yeah. So the the soul hierarchy thing bothers doesn't re- me. Doesn't resonate with you. Oh well, do. it, it doesn't resonate with it. It doesn't not resonate with me. I get it. Yeah. But I I think it becomes an issue when people it starts to separate. Hmm. I do think though. Like, if you think of a piano keyboard, visualize this. And then you have the lower notes and then the higher notes. But it's all one piano, right? And together you can play great sounds and it's, like, beautiful. And they're all the same. I do think that, you know, I don't know why, but I do. But in some dimension and reality that we're living in, like a third dimension as human beings, right, I do think there is a little bit of a delineation between souls on one level, right? Like kind of a basic, very just like um, living a certain way to kind of achieve a certain, you know, outcome or lesson. Yeah. And I think when you go beyond that, then yes, we're all like hanging out, holding hands, you know, being love and light and energy. But, but so I do kind of think there is like, um, a separation that happens when you die, depending on what happens and how you die. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, um, who was saying this? I forget who, but like, depend, you know, like if you have a very traumatic death, then that you perhaps Mm -hmm. like after, you know, you initially transition, you kind of are in kind of like a caring environment. People are like, other beings are helping you and like mm-hmm. restoring you. And then when you're feeling or that energy is kind of healed, then you can propel and go to different places like stuff like that. Like, I do think there's a structure, you know where I'm getting it from? I'm getting it from the Seth book called the Oversoul seven. Yeah. There's a whole, cause each of those souls in the book dies and each of them has a different death experience. Yeah. So it's interesting. And, you know, kind of all bets are off in this case. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, Seth talks about, um, oh, I think it's in the eternal validity of the soul. He talks about how, you know, depending on who dies, you know, their belief system affects their experience and and that souls will actually play characters. Huh. I don't know if you, uh, yeah. if you remember that, but there he talks about, I think, um, this person dies who uh, was like a devout Muslim. And so, like, they have they have a character play like Muhammad and like, it's a whole thing yeah. where, where like it, it, it helps the, the, that's what I'm saying. This, this soul, the yeah. one who, who has passed, like be comforted and then realize like, Oh, Oh, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. And, um, if people don't realize yet, we obviously believe there's more than just this life. <laughs> there's obviously people who are like, you're like, wait, what? What? And we're like, yeah, just the one time. <laughs> Right. I mean, that's a huge thing, too. And, like... It's so scary. I feel like it changes your whole persona. It changes your whole persona. If you believe that it's just this one life... It's so much pressure. I also feel like it's sad, too. Like, I remember being little, and the first person that died that I remember is my dad's brother. And I remember being just, like, wait, so confused. Like, Mm. with the death. I was like, what do you mean? Where did they go? This is it? Like, you know, and, like, that was so... I remember the feeling of feeling so scared. Wow, yeah. Because it's so alone, if you think about it. Like, and then you die, and then it's done. Like, where's your mom? You know? But then that changed. But, you know, if you don't don't have a woo-woo family, or even, like, it's just some sort of, like, fundamental nice idea of religions that's like terrifying yeah i mean death is a huge huge part of being woo oh yeah Mm -hmm. what the fuck happens right yeah i don't know really and so like you know you read again like i i just i've read a lot of near-death experience accounts and books talking about it and yeah there's definitely an individualized kind of thing that occurs but there's also weirdly a lot of similar things that happen yeah or you know like the white light and like all all that stuff so it it makes you wonder or you see your body you know that's another one where you see your yeah your physical body and then you and you like yeah you get out of there I read, I think it's in some Seth book further down the line that before, like, if I, if I was going to die in a car accident, (laughs) this is sounds so weird, but say that was part of the way I was going to die before my body would actually experience that trauma, like my soul would experience that trauma. Like he has this whole thing where you actually get out of your body before the trauma. Yeah, so that it actually doesn't damage, like, the core kind of, like, lightness in you. Oh, man. Isn't that That's so crazy. So So you stay kind of, like, it's, like, stuck in, like, that egoic third dimension, like, meh world. And then, like, the bigger part of you is, like, well, we're not going to do that. Well, what's so interesting about that is in Michael Newton's book, he talks about how... A lot of souls experience, like, when they essentially, like, leave their bodies, they um, have, like, a... It was also, it was interesting reading this book because there were moments where I was, like, feeling... 
it felt like almost like reminiscent, you know, Ooh, it, was it was like, like familiar. Yeah. It was like weirdly cool. familiar. Where I was like, uh, <laughs> it was a lot, but, um, I ha- yeah, I, I totally recommend it if people are, you know, curious about it, but, um, many lives, many masters is really wonderful too. It is. Um, and that was like a times New York times bestseller. That was huge yeah. when that came out, but he talks about how when you pass, um, your soul experience is almost like a shower Okay. Of light. Like, so the soul, um, see, one of my issues with the book was like, he kind of, he kind of makes it seem like humans are like these species and like souls pop in and like, but humans would not, would not, would still exist without souls. Oh, I don't love that. Yeah. It felt weird. I think maybe it was the way that he could only like rectify what like spirits were. Yeah. I don't know. It was interesting, but he like kind of made a distinction between like that, a human. Yeah. It's like separate than a soul. Huh? Which I, well, wait, he's like a psychologist. Yeah. I think it's just like on one level when when you read Seth, it's like way more like, Read integrated Seth. and it's very um, comforting and complex. Yeah, it allows you to to look at it more holistically. You well, know, yeah, you're not so separate. This is it feels Cartesian. It's oh, like still Cartesian yeah. in a weird it way. It sounds very like philosophy. Yeah, you know. and kind of like Western. Yeah, yeah, not integrated. Yeah, but but he says how like the soul will carry on traumas. Hmm. Um. And, you know, you, you experience this shower of light, which, like, kind of cleanses you. But those traumas kind of stay with you. And... Where? After? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can get... Karma. I, I, mean, I can yeah, see yeah. that. I just think more in, like, this... Not, like, a hierarchy of, like, dimensions of betterness, but just, like, planes. Like, a third dim- dimensional reality. Like, human beings living in the world, right? Like... We have negative stuff. We have positive stuff. And it's all part of this, like, dimension, the third dimension. And then when you get up to, like, the fourth dimension, there's a little bit more light. The fifth dimension, a little bit light. You know, keep going, keep going until you're kind of like an ascended master vibration. So I think that those traumas stick in the third dimension, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe in the fourth. But they're not really in the fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. So... You know, not not differentiating, like, space and time, but just, like, a big sphere or something, or, like, an onion. Yeah. And each, it's all the same, but it's just different densities. Yes. I love that. I wish people could have seen your hand motions for all that. <laughs> that was amazing. I know. It's like no, that's, that was really beautifully put. So it put. can make yeah. sense in all the levels, you mm-hmm. know? Not that we're death experts, but... Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I think there's like interesting. So the first person, the first person that you, that was close to you that passed was your. Uncle. Uncle. My dad's brother. Yeah. We, you know, Justin, he was the first person that I, I understood the finality of death. Yeah. And that was like, wow. How old were you? Six. I remember. Mm. It's interesting that was the also the age you had talked about, like, when we were talking about the inner child stuff. Yeah. Well, because I remember, 
yeah, it was like twofold moments. Sometime later, I think, feeling like comforted again. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It was around the same time, though. Oh, by that um, teacher in Brussels? Yes. Yes. That was the same age or around the same time? It was around, it was later in the year. Wow. Yeah, because we moved to Brussels. Whoa. Yeah. That's interesting that That you experienced that. Yeah. Kind of close together. Yeah. Oof, it's a weird feeling. I can remember the sad feeling. It's not fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... Do you have a moment? Um, my Zadie, my grandfather. Okay. He was, he was, I mean, uh, there had been people who had passed kind of around me. Um, my, my paternal grandmother passed when I was like three, but I didn't really know her. Same. Um, My mom's mom died. Uh, but I grew, you know, my, my Zadie and my, my Bubby, um, on my, my mother's side, that's grandma and grandpa for, yeah, so Zadie is grandfather and Bubby is grandmother, um, in Yiddish. Um, they were Holocaust survivors. Yeah. So it's a whole thing. Um, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, well, my Zadie, my Zadie and my Bubby, they, they raised me along, obviously my parents raised me, but they were the ones who like always came over when I was like sick, you know, and uh, would take care of me. And we, we just had a very close relationship. That was the first time I was like, really felt death well, and grief and loss. Yeah. I mean, when my mom died, that personal. was a very, that was a more intense one. Right. I was talking more like a. Initial dipping the toe into the death. I I feel like you didn't have it. No, uh, the, quite the opposite. I feel like as soon as even when you were some little? of my earliest memories are like I'm thinking about nothingness like all the time. I'm like oh my, I I, I huh. the constant sense of like just there being nothing. That terror would like fill me when I was young. When I was like three. I was like thinking about like. What what happens? Wait, a, like, and it like we related to sleep. Like at night, I would think think about it, and I it would get really dark and really scary. Really? Yeah. Oh. I was like obsessed with it. Okay, so this is like a forever thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No, I've been obsessed with death for a while because I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck am I doing here? What does yeah. it mean? I mean, we still don't really know. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we can say it for certain. I right. think it just means that yeah. it, for us, this is what, this is our we're... truth, right? Yeah. And like, that's what I think is really liberating and interesting and empowering about woo-woo stuff is that you and I can sit here and hold space and talk about these different things and say, yeah, when we die, X, Y, Z probably happens, blah, 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 you know, Susan from Oklahoma or Beth from Paris can think, you know, have a certain amount of like religious background ideas and hold their own space about death. And they'll probably have an equal experience to what we believe. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's kind of amazing for a certain amount of time, I think. You know, expand on that. What do you mean? What do you mean for a certain amount of time? You think at some point? I think at some point the, like, egoic 
more human side that has gone through like the experience of living in like the world on planet earth i think that kind of like disintegrates a little bit and then you connect back to your oversoul mm. and then you can choose to kind of like incarnate again or incarnate in a different form completely yeah not human yeah i do really actually think that yeah. It's pretty far out, I know. It is far out. I know. I but know. I'm I'm more and more open to that stuff. Yeah. I mean I think I think it's very limiting to think that the only intelligent life force in the universe is a human being. I think that's the most ironic thing. Why? Because you're saying that we're the most intelligent life force on earth. If we're so intel, like, well, no, I mean, I'm like, you're not. That's to me, I'm like, that's very. I feel like that's the least intelligent thing anyone could say. Well, that's what I mean to say. It's like <laughs> no, for I, someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I, to I'm think agreeing that you. you're better or the only. But then I did listen to this podcast that was an offshoot of one of the guys who does um, stuff you should know. Hmm. And I forget what the podcast is, but it it was really nihilistic <laughs> and talking about how if there was intelligent life other than human life, mm-hmm. we would have already found it. And the fact that we haven't solidifies some theory that there isn't anything else out there, Right. which I was like, that's a huge bummer. Um, and I don't agree with, but. Well, I've heard that too, but have you ever thought that? we're still looking in the wrong places. Like, like, what if we're just looking in the wrong dimension? Exactly. Right. Exactly. We should just email NASA. NASA. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's what it is more than anything. Yeah. I mean, it just seems. I just think we keep looking out into space and thinking we're going to see something like with a telescope. Right. And it's like, no. I also feel like, not to be a conspiracy theorist at all, but, like, I do think, like, the governing forces of, like, like our governments mm-hmm. definitely know a lot more about this than... Yeah. Yeah. We're getting woo-woo. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. But... but there's, like, smarties, you know? Like... Yeah. Neuroengineers and, like, blah, blah, all that kind of stuff who know about energy and like dimensions and stuff yeah no i think um i remember seeing (laughs) this is gonna sound ridiculous a youtube video but it was a youtube video of like a national broadcast like some some news channel i think it was like cbc was the canadian broadcast channel and it was like a canadian government official literally like in parliament admitting that they know that there's other stuff out there yeah i mean duh um but I also think it's like, to, to your point about death and to your point about multi dimensions, I think it's all related. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really do think it's it is a dimensional thing. It is the fact that we're we keep only looking in, in three dimensions, and we're we're you know only a limited number of people people who are you know spiritually inclined or you know esoterically inclined or um, you know in in that vein looking inwardly 
mm-hmm. you know, or in, energetically in some way. Yeah. Um, and that that's where I feel like, you know, there's a limit in terms of, not even a limit, but just like science hasn't caught up. You know, like if, if you think about like the theory of relativity, that shit don't make no sense. If you're, <laughs> if you're just like fucking like looking at shit, it's the same with Newton, right? Yeah. So like the theory of relativity supplanted Newton's um, uh, gravitational theory. Be- Newton was looking at it from one perspective and then Einstein took it to the fourth dimension and it was like, you're not thinking about time. So it's like we were like Newton was basically three dimensional. He was like, this goes down, right? Apple Mm -hmm. tree, whatever. Um, And that only works to a certain extent. Once you start looking deeper, like um, or further. Yeah. In quantum level. Well, now we know about. quantum. Right. We didn't before. So it's like, again, it's one of those things where I just think we're. We're just not there. I think science isn't there. Well, the science that's popularized isn't there. Yeah. I think the science is there. I just don't think it's, like, out there. Expand. Uh, I just, I don't think that uh, the general public has tapped into it. It's not something we're taught, right? Like, it's something you have to kind of, like, sift through and find. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all kind of, like, new cutting-edge things. Like, it's not called cutting-edge for no reason. Like, you are on the edge mm-hmm. right like you're not just so i think it's it's there it's just not you know not everyone has seen it yeah because maybe not everybody wants to yep and that's okay yeah i think there's i'm sure there's fear yeah i mean probably a lot of people i know that i'm friends with would listen to this podcast and be like Celine, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Same. I definitely have friends who are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're a weirdo. And it's like, But okay. that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you only got this one life. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I hate that idea. It just doesn't f- resonate, man. I'm t- I mean, I'm just talking about in it, like an, on an intuitive level. Like, it just doesn't resonate with me. I just feel like I know that I'm I'm here now to learn certain karmic truths and um you know I'm I've been blessed in certain ways because I know that I have lived other lives in other ways and whatever life this is I want to continue that progression forward. I'm always thinking about life as a lesson like yeah. always. Um but, you know, I think a big part of that for me is, like, having joy. Like, a big part of the lesson is joy. Hmm. That's, that's been popping up a lot in my, in my like, uh, world lately is this idea of, like, you can't spiritual, the spiritual path without joy is not spiritual. It's like you need to have joy in order to... You mean how joy? Like laughing joy or like grateful joy? All of it. Or both? All of it. Yeah. I've been more into compassion lately. It's huge. Yeah. And that's been part of my little journey time frame here. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think you're right. You need to have joy 
and like be kind of light because right well do you want to talk about your knee <gasps> you're talking about compassion i know okay so i've been probably the last two weeks i've been trying to shed an old kind of like toxic pattern relationship that it's not that great so anyway i finally got to a point where i was like you know what i'm ready to do it I kind of did this little cleansing ritual and like feeling like really fresh in my step. Like I'm not bummed out about like breaking that tie. <clears throat> but on Sunday I awoke and I have like knee pain. Like my knees kind of weird. It's like a little swollen. It feels stiff. And I honestly like didn't, I didn't run. I, nothing happened. So I was a little hypochondriac about it, but then I stopped that thought and <laughs> I was like, you just start Googling. I didn't, I have not Googled because yeah, I'm just don't like, go don't there. go there. Yeah. Um, but there is this connection in master tongue who is kind of one kind of modality and treatment style of acupuncture that uses a lot of like mirror imaging of the body to treat certain conditions. And I'm not a hundred percent certain on the theory about it, but there is a heart and knee connection. So a lot of times you can treat knee conditions through the heart meridian. So that channel that runs in your body. And I do it a lot in treatments for people and it works really well. But so I had a thought that maybe because I'm opening and shedding a pattern that I've held in so tightly in like my heart chakra and it's so big of a moment to let it go that it's not manifesting physically like in my like emotionally like I'm not feeling sad or like unsure but it's actually manifesting physically like in my body so it's kind of changed the way I'm treating my knee thing I'm trying to be like it's safe just flow out it's better today. Isn't that interesting? Though? It's amazing. I, I think wonder, you're spo- totally think that, spot on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. It's a big pattern to let go of. Yeah. So it's literally fucking up my knee. <laughs> but your body <laughs> reflects your inner truth. I know. It never, But I've never had something like that where I'm like, oh, interesting. I think it's very much so this thing that's kind of going out. Unless I have, like, knee cancer. Oh my God! I'm kidding. Don't go there. <laughs> Wait, so it's Master Lee, Master Tongue. I'm sorry, Master Tongue. Yeah, and I'll. It's T U N G, and he was. Um, there's all these different kind of practitioners of Chinese medicine. Is he contemporary, or this is a while ago? Uh, he's yeah, he's contemporary. Okay, I'm not sure if he's still alive. But recent. But it's like um, a dynasty. But, I mean, of not like hundreds of years ago, but, like, his family has kept it going and it goes down through generations. And now wow. you can take classes and... Oh, wow. It's really, really great treatments. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. De- I feel like death is a multi-episode. I know. Well, we just wanted to dip the toe. Yeah, we're dipping the toe because there's a the lot toe. more we can talk about with death. Yeah. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> Um, a daily practice, well, 
Did you do anything this morning? I didn't. I wrote. I, I every morning I write. Okay. Um, right now I'm reading a. Uh, it's a book that I found. Um, that you know, it's one of those books that I feel like pops up for you. It's a th- like one of those uh, 365 day like devotional reading books. Mm-hmm. It's a little Christy for me, but it's 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 good. I like <laughs> it. Um, uh, it's really interesting. It quotes the New Testament, but also the Old Testament, and so I read that every morning. It's very Christy. Yeah, it's a little. There's there's a the perspective on it sometimes feels a little too like your pain, like you're going through this pain in order to like, you know, yeah, uh, whatever, uh, ascend or, or to it's, you know, you're mirroring. I don't know. It, it's a little too like pain oriented, like struggle oriented. Like it's all about the struggle, like the struggle, but you do go through struggle. Like struggles yeah. are important, but there, there is a little bit of a heaviness to it. That sometimes makes me feel like, uh, so I have to read it with a little bit of a grain of salt, personally for me. Because, yeah. Um, I don't think I'd want to read that. Yeah, it's a little too. It's kind of a heavy thing to read in the morning. Actually, now that I'm thinking, <laughs> but I'm kind of reading it on a spiritual level, but also like an intellectual level. Hmm. It and I'm also super fun. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm telling you, I was definitely a nun. You so were. I'm so like. You're so. Every morning I must read this book. There are 365 pages. I am up to April. I must read all of them. Oh my and I'm like God. so dedicated to reading it. I'm like. And you this... like hate it too. You're like, it just doesn't totally resonate with me. Maybe that's my lesson. Maybe I have to let it go. I, Maybe been... you just need to be less structured. Yeah. I don't know. I actually do love structure too, though. So. It's, yeah, coming from the cap here. Triple. I didn't do anything today, though. Yeah, and then I meditated. So, um... Okay, so I have one. Okay, I knew relating, you would. Relating to death. Alright. So, if you have experienced the passing of a loved one, um... Experiment with this. Mm-hmm. And take five minutes, ten minutes. And if you can, just sit alone in a, in a, a place that's comfortable for you. That's quiet. Um, if you have any like belongings, um, or pictures of that individual, um, and just kind of honor their legacy and their memory. Um, you know, they were in your life for a reason and, uh, they're still there with you and they love you and are, energetically there to support you and I just I truly believe that um, and uh, it's just a nice thing to do to, re- to reflect on their life and their relation to you and their love for you and your love for them hmm. so um, that's nice yeah I think I think it's something that um, in American culture we don't do a lot where we honor our ancestors you know we yeah. don't we don't have it's not like, um, you know, like El, uh, El Dia de los Muertos yep. in Mexico. I'm learning my Spanish. Um, oh gosh. It was a terrible <laughs> accent. But, um, you know, it's beautiful. You have yeah. this night where you, you literally go to the, the graveside, uh, the graveside of, of your, you know, loved ones. And yeah. you, you know, 
celebrate their you lives and you honor them and yeah. you and you think about them and memorialize them. And I know in Japan they have something like that too. The t- the lanterns, right? Yeah. And so I feel like I just yeah, think we're it's not a, good at that here. I don't think America. There was a great New Yorker piece a few years ago about how like we're not. We look at death as this like fearful thing, mm-hmm. you know. It's like this thing that we have to avoid, this thing we have to be afraid of, this thing that we can't talk about. Right. And I think if we start approaching it from a more loving uh, place, a place where we embrace it as hard as it is to embrace it as a fact of life. Yeah. Or um, we just, I think if you talk about it more in your living, waking life, then when it happens to you or someone you love or a friend or whomever, like... You're more prepared for that. Yeah. In a way. Because you we don't I don't think we have the language to talk about it in a way. Mm-hmm. You know. So honoring your I like the idea of honoring those who have passed or your ancestors. And yeah. sometimes when I do like my meditations and my like grateful pra- gratefulness practices, I do always bring them in. That's that's really nice. Yeah. Well, because, you know, the lineage of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? For they sure. knew what was up. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we'll definitely talk more about death. Yeah. We'll so revisit. Was, we'll think, circle Think back. of that as like an appetizer. <laughs> nice little appetizer. Death appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> and... Th- that's it. That's it. We did it. We love you. Love you. And we'll speak to you on the next podcast. Please um, message us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. us know what you think. If you have questions, DM us. Post on the episode, the relevant episode post. All and, the things. And we'll respond. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye.